Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, March 6th. This weekend gave us the sharpest preview to date of what this 2024 Republican nomination race could look like. As we noted on this podcast last week, the Conservative Political Action Conference, known as CPAC, is a Donald Trump home turf affair. It has become a convention, a gathering of the MAGA faithful. And Donald Trump leaned into that very reality with his lengthy, big Saturday speech before the adoring crowd. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add... I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. You can hear in those remarks right there that his grievance politics is still front and center as the part of his brand. Either they win or we win. And if they win, we no longer have a country. And I promise you that. And it has proven to be a very central component to the appeal where he taps into this notion of the forgotten, how he portrays it, that millions and millions of Americans have been forgotten by the elite establishment of both parties and that he can serve as their voice, as their comeback to some vision of America from some previous time. That's the whole sort of make America great again. And we have seen over the course of the last eight years where it has met with success and where this brand of politics has met with failure for Donald Trump. That is the big question that sort of hangs over 2024, first in a Republican primary context and then in a general election context, if indeed he can meet with success again with this brand and messaging. Certainly, Donald Trump showed no more allegiance to the truth than he did when he was in office or as a candidate for president prior to that. He delivered this nearly two-hour speech, and CNN's Facts First reporter Daniel Dale said it was one of his most thoroughly dishonest speeches. You can go to CNN.com and read Daniel Dale's fact check, which is not at all to dismiss that very real appeal that Donald Trump has with tens of millions of Americans. It's just that he has the ability to do a nearly two-hour speech and have unbelievable untruths, falsehoods, deliberate lies inserted into the text. Donald Trump did make note in a gaggle with some select reporters over the weekend that if indeed he is indicted on either federal or state charges, as you know, he's got multiple investigations ongoing right now against him, he said he will still proceed with his 2024 presidential candidacy. And it's less interesting that he would continue with his candidacy. That sort of fits with what we expect. What's more interesting to me when I heard that news over the weekend is that Donald Trump actually acknowledged these investigations in a way that could potentially result in an indictment. He dismisses them out of hand pretty regularly. This was a clear admission from him that there could be that eventuality, even if he would not, of course, see those indictments as the fair carrying out of justice in any way. Meanwhile, on the other coast, in California at the Reagan Library, Ron DeSantis gave a preview to high-profile Republicans, party activists, 
some high dollar donors there of his vision of what it takes to both win and govern as a Republican. Once again, DeSantis uses his experience in Florida as the very blueprint for what he could take nationally as a potential presidential candidate. And so the lesson is swing for the fences. Uh, You will be rewarded. Don't worry about the polls. Don't worry about the daily news cycle. And for Pete's sake, don't worry about the media, what they say. Do what is right and the voters will reward you. And just as Trump in his CPAC speech made some thinly veiled references to DeSantis without naming him, so too did Ron DeSantis do that in his Reagan Library address. He clearly was drawing a contrast with Trump here, even though he did not cite the former president's name. You didn't see our administration leaking like a sieve. You didn't see a lot of drama or palace intrigue. What you saw was surgical precision execution day after day after day. And because we did that, we beat the left day after day after day. DeSantis will be front and center in the political news this week because he's got his legislative session opening tomorrow, Tuesday, in Florida. He's got a state of the state address. And at the end of the week, he's making his debut trip to the kickoff state in the nomination contest, Iowa, which will no doubt get a ton of attention. And Donald Trump, the other front runner in this race right now, is just three days behind him. He'll be in Iowa next Monday. While a lot of the potential 2024 field decided to skip CPAC altogether, there are two former Trump administration officials who showed up to address the gathering at CPAC. And yes, they may have gotten a far more tepid response than Donald Trump got in this MAGA conference, if you will. But it was interesting to listen to both Nikki Haley, the former U.N. ambassador in the Trump administration, and Mike Pompeo, Donald Trump's former secretary of state, offer up, again, some contrasts with Trump without taking Trump on directly. If you're tired of losing, put your trust in a new generation. And if you want to win, not just as a party, but as a country, then stand with me. We can't become the left, following celebrity leaders with their own brand of identity politics, those with fragile egos who refuse to acknowledge reality. The reality of where we are in this very early stage of the Republican nominating contest right now is that there is Donald Trump, there is Ron DeSantis, and there's everyone else right now. And so if you are a Republican presidential hopeful, not named Trump or DeSantis, you are on a very tough long haul mission to break into the top tier. And we know these things have ups and downs and surprises, and no doubt that'll take place now as well. But If you're trying to get before donors and raise enough money to build a full campaign operation and go the distance through the early states and into Super Tuesday and beyond, you're going to have to right now find a way to prevent this from slipping into simply a two-person race. And perhaps that very fact was on the mind of Larry Hogan, the former Maryland governor who just left office at the beginning of this year, when he made the calculus that this is not his time. He announced this weekend that he is not going to make a run for the presidency in 2024. He does not want to be one of the also-rans who helped divide up the non-Trump vote into smaller pieces, therefore perhaps making it easier for Trump to win primaries and caucuses and accumulate enough delegates to become the nominee. I didn't want to have a uh, pileup of a bunch of people fighting. Right now you have 
you know, Trump and DeSantis at the top of the field, soaking up all the oxygen, getting all the attention, and then a whole lot of the rest of us in single digits. And uh, the more of them you have, the less chance you have for somebody rising up. That was Larry Hogan on CBS. As for how other Republicans respond to that thinking, listen to Asa Hutchinson right here on CNN State of the Union with my colleague Dana Bash. In the early stages, multiple candidates that have an alternative vision to what uh, the former president has is good for our party, good for the debate, good for the upcoming debate that will be in August. So take that as Hutchinson as a very likely candidate to actually take the plunge and not follow Hogan's advice here to bow out before even getting started. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.